0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match, limited by state law.
1: Oakland A's baseball is just an hour away.
2: That swung on it, hit the left center, and hit well. Benintendi going back at the track, turning around. He'll look and watch it fly. The skies
3: went to center. Back is Buxton. Takes a look. Up it goes and gone.
1: It's time to take you inside the clubhouse with the A's Total Access pregame Show presented by Chevron. Follow the A's 24-7 on A's Cast, your home for nonstop A's baseball. A's Total Access with Chris Townsend starts now.
4: The A's are trying to win consecutive series for the first time this season, and to do it against the Houston Astros would be oh so sweet. Jake Odorizzi up against Cole Urban and Vince. If you want to have the right guy at home pitching for you, you got it today at Cole Irvin. Zero home runs he's given up this year at the Coliseum with a 1.49 ERA. He has loved him some Coliseum.
3: And he went eight innings against Alec Manoa in his last dotting against the Blue Jays. When the A's won that game 5-1. It was a very fastball-intensive game for Cole, as he told us after the game. Look, I faced these guys going back to A-ball when he was with the Phillies, like, talking about the Blue Jays. He had to kind of create some different things. He has that ability that he can make those adjustments. He's really shown a great feel for pitching, and he threw the ball pretty well against Houston earlier this year against Justin Verlander. It would be a tremendous feather for the A's to win these two series against teams that are playoff contenders.
4: And we got some moves as Zach Lowe, good start yesterday, really liked it. Uh, now he's sent back down to AAA. Dermis Garcia up the infielder, and uh, Tapia is back for the athletics.
3: Yeah, Tapia with a power arm, a little bit inconsistent. Uh, Dermis Garcia has had big-time, ta- big-time power. He signed with the Yankees as a 16-year-old. And One time they even considered maybe putting him on the mound with a power arm also. He's had some big numbers, big power numbers at AAA Las Vegas. He's not starting today, but uh, you certainly believe he's going to get into a game. And, look, he's the 49th different player this year, Townie, and the 22nd different rookie. It's going to be a continuing uh, transition for the A's throughout the course of the second half of this year. Let's see them all, right? Well, you might as well start getting some, getting some answers to what you have and get an idea of what you do moving forward. And it's not a bad idea. I mean, they're, you know, they're, they're trying to find some guys that can hit the ball you know, over the fence. Find some guys that can move the outfielders. They tried it with Matt Davidson, the veteran. He had one at Fenway Park. At, you know, and they decided to go in a different direction, as, and so they're going to give a chance to uh, Garcia this time and see how it works out for him.
4: And, and quickly, you got to like what you saw from Logue yesterday.
3: Oh, absolutely. I mean, you pointed it out, too. That first inning may have been the key. He walked Altuve. That was the only walk he had in his five innings. The two key strikeouts of two all-star guys like Alvarez and Bregman and He continued to pound the fastball. began to believe in his fastball, used it effectively.
4: Have a great day and enjoy the broadcast. See you. And hopefully we have a Vince interview after the game because that means we'd have a victory. Coming up next, it's the Marc Show right here on A's Total Access, brought to you by Chevron.
5: Humanity has accomplished a whole lot so far. We created penicillin, the automobile, and the Internet, not to mention drones, duct tape, and the hot dog.
0: This is A's Total Access. Each
4: week, Mark Kotze joins us on Friday to break down the athletics, and we replay it for you here on Sundays. And, of course, you can hear it on A's Cash. You go to athletics.com slash A's Here's Mark talking about games not easy, failures, emotions, up and down season, no question.
8: Well, I think, you know, day-to-day is, is easier than if you're, if you're looking at the overall picture of where we're at. I think the day-to-day process as a manager, you come in with the mindset that you're preparing to win a baseball game that day. Um, my career has, I think, helped me um, process, you know, the failures that we go through, especially as a player. Uh, you have to be able to flush them. You have to be able to, to put them in the rearview mirror and move on to the next day. Uh, And I think over my 17-year career, I've had enough failures uh, as a player to to understand that, to learn from that, uh, and to continue to grow. Um, You know, that's the main thing for our ball club right now. Is uh, yes, we're not anywhere where we want to be uh, from a record standpoint. um, But what we can do is go out and control. uh, You know, how we approach the day, how we go about approaching our game uh, in terms of just the intensity we take to the field, the effort, the fight, um, you know, and and just how we go compete.
4: And and the same can be said when you're having a really good season too, right? You still have to control what you can control and don't get too high.
8: Yeah, that's absolutely true. The higher the expectation level on a team uh, that may be underperforming uh, will still go through uh, the highs and lows and and the difficulties of, of, you know, losing Toronto came out. Uh, of Oakland they'd lost two of three to us they went to Seattle got beat again last night I think they've lost uh, their last seven of eight games Uh, a team that's expected to make the playoffs a team that just put together and assembled um, you know for a winning season and uh, and they're going through their 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 lows right now.
4: You know, when I look at Paul Blackburn, we'd like to call him Paulie I I People start talking about how oh, he's changed his grip on, on breaking balls and all this kind of stuff. We actually had him on. He said he likes to eat pizza the night before. That's his lucky charm. But whether you're changing your grip or you're eating pizza, something really is different about him mental-wise. The way he pitches, the way he competes, what is it about him this year that you've seen that's turned him into a different professional?
8: i think he's just taken ownership of his opportunity to be in the rotation to start in the rotation and you know from that standpoint you look at his last three four five years with the oakland A's. he's got opportunity to make spot starts come and pitch in the bullpen that's hard that's really difficult um i think this year or at least when he went into his off season his mindset was he's going to be a starter in this rotation. And he started to believe that uh, from day one in spring training. And I think he's solidified that, obviously, um, you know, here this year with his performance. But not only that, I think the way he's carrying himself, uh, the way he's become a leader in the pitching staff, um, you know, he's really, really um, matured uh, this season in, in all facets, really. And uh, it's, it's just, it's really great to see for Paul. Yeah,
4: no doubt about it. It's been a lot of fun, and uh, I don't want to jinx him, knock on wood, but I have a feeling he's going to be making a special trip to Los Angeles during the All-Star break, and we're all going to be very proud of him as he's a local kid who's done well, and it's been a lot of fun. Uh, On the report of Frankie Montas, how's Frankie doing?
8: Yeah, Frankie's doing okay. Uh, We're waiting here today with the off day yesterday, um, you know, to see Frankie, to get a chance to talk to him, to see how he's feeling um and and move forward uh you know just take this day by day. Um uh, we're trying to uh you know give Frankie every opportunity to make a start before the all-star break um to get back on that mound and uh you know we'll see obviously how he's feeling uh, we'll evaluate it and uh and take it day by day with Frankie. You
4: know sometimes you just gotta throw the record out when you when you look at a player And I think Cole Irvin's one of those guys. I mean, his ERA at home, last time I checked, was like 1.49, which is phenomenal in the American League. Just talk about what he, just from a stability standpoint, what he's given you every five days.
8: Yeah, you know, I took a liking to Cole last year uh, when he came over. Uh, I watched him pitch in spring training and was just impressed with, with, you know, the left handers ability to throw strikes to get a little swing and miss on a fastball that looked like it had some ride up in the zone. And then the changeup was plus. So, um, you know, the, the stability, as you, as you talk about with, um, you know, with Cole comes from the durability, I think, and he's a big bodied guy. Uh, You know, those are always nice to have on the mound because they seem to, to withstand the, the, you know, the length of a season, the innings that are put on an arm. He's got great mechanics. And, uh, and he's not afraid to attack hitters. Uh, we saw that in his last start. The, uh, you know, last two starts have been really successful. And so, um, you know, I think overall, um, you know, what he provides for our rotation uh, in terms of stability, length, and, and also leadership. Uh, I've really enjoyed watching, watching Cole this year.
4: Yeah, and you got to like when you start to see some of your hitters get hot. We've talked about Elvis in the past. Uh, Nick Allen is starting to cause a little damage out there, some havoc. Great to have Piscotty healthy and back. And then I think about Ramon Laureano. Last eight games, hitting 3-10, four dingers, eight runs scored. Kind of as he goes, your offense goes. What's it like having Ramon starting to get his groove back?
8: Yeah, it's really helpful in that lineup. It lengthens that lineup out obviously pro- provides some, um, you know, some pop at the top of the lineup. Uh, Ramon's like you talked about, uh, over the last 10 games, eight to 10 games, uh, the four home runs, the power's shown back up. Uh, you know, I think the confidence, uh, you can see him taking his at bats uh, and and feel good and confident when he's in that box that uh, something good's going to happen. And, and that's that's uh, obviously what we've needed and, uh, and what we all know Ramon's capable of doing. And it's been fun to watch. We will have part two
4: in just a little bit. Up next, it is Polly Wind Day with Jessica Kleinschmidt right here on A's Total Access brought to you by Chevron.
9: Connect of Cal State East Bay at csueastbay.edu slash impact. Now you know when it came to my KFC meal, I had to put some thought into it. KFC, may
11: I take your order?
9: So I started off with a warm and toasted brioche bun. Word of advice, do not sleep on brioche buns. They're French and they're fire. Now for the star of the show. Have you ever seen such a beautiful chicken sandwich? You gotta make mine spicy. Add a side of mac and cheese, secret recipe fries, ranch, and an ice cold lemonade. (sighs) And there you have it. Check out the new Jack Harlow meal at KFC.
8: Order ahead or on the KFC app today. Prices and participation may vary.
10: Jessica Kleinschmidt here as Ace Total Access Rolls On, joined by starting pitcher Paul Blackburn. Polly B, thank you for joining me today. How's it going? I'm doing
12: great. Thank you for having me.
10: I want to tell you, I told my producer Polly B was joining me, and he said, Paul Blackburn, I was like, I don't know how how many other Pauly B's there are, so I, I'm kind of upset that there isn't just you. But <laughs> you know, it's really been a pleasure watching you this season and your unique pitcher where you're not doing it with a ton of velocity. I feel like that is what people are expecting from pitchers. You are utilizing some of your specialty pitches without all that velocity. And I'm curious, what can you kind of mark as the success that's been helping you?
12: Yeah, I feel like this year I've used my curveball a lot more than I have in the past. Um, just being able to generate swing and misses has given me confidence with it uh, just moving forward throughout the whole year. Um, and I also feel like just being able to, to move my fastball around, um, you know, usually i usually in the past, I've kind of just pitched towards the bottom of the zone and kind of taken away uh, the upper half of the zone. And this year, I've, I've pitched more at the top, and I feel like it's just helped all of my pitches.
10: Do you think pitching toward the top of the zone, how did you realize that that's what a lot of hitters were going to be going toward as far as a lot of that swing and miss?
12: Yeah, that's, that's just kind of where the game, I feel like, is going now. Um, you know, You see a lot of guys getting to that low pitch and elevating the low pitch. Um, and, and they've, you know, what what used to be uh, kind of like the top of the zone where guys would elevate balls at the top, it's kind of turned into the bottom of the zone now. Um, so just being able to to recognize that and uh, just being able to attack the top part um, where, you know, guys guys see it up and they try to elevate it and, you know, misses their bat or they hit it straight up and or whatever it may be. And also being able to, you know, throw in a lot of sinkers and then being able to throw a four seam in there gives them, A different look um that's kind of like surprising to them like you said the velo might not be there but just just the play on eyes that it has for hitters um surprises them enough to to create some soft contact
10: yeah it's definitely showing you some success and some words that were really that were spoken about you recently from a legend terry francona the cleveland guardians manager he was watching you and said you were pitching like a veteran what's it like hearing those words from a guy like that
12: Um, you know, it's very, I mean, it's awesome, you know, you know, he's been around the league for, for a very long time, uh, one, one world championships. He's, he's had a lot of very, very good starting pitchers, um, on his staff and just being able to, to kind of hear that from, from somebody on the outside that honestly probably has no clue who I even am, um, (laughs) up to that point. Um, it's very, it's very cool, cool to hear.
10: You mentioned he made me not know who you are, but you know last year you were this guy going back and forth in here in AAA now you're kind of becoming more well known as far as you are in my eyes what's that transition been like from where you were back then until now
12: um honestly, there hasn't like as far as me like transition or transforming it uh, from the pitching side of things like I don't feel like there's there's really been much that's changed as far as like stuff wise goes I feel like a lot of it is just just being able to kind of like settle in here and like feel feel as if like I'm part of this here and just being able to go out there and and have a sense of just belief that I belong here um, you know in the past like you said I've been up and down up and down and every time I've came up I've I've added a lot of pressure on myself just trying to show everybody that I belong here and that I can pitch here and I feel like that's just hurt me in the long run. So coming into this year, I really focused on just going out there and, and focus on stuff that I can control and, and not really worrying about, you know, having other people think I belong here or not. Just, just pitch how I can pitch and, you know, whatever happens, happens.
10: And I've talked to you a couple times about your ability to not think so much and it sounds simple and I feel like I've talked to a lot of hitters and pitchers who if they don't think too much really good things happen how are you able to kind of get rid of some of that noise in your head that every athlete kind of deals with
12: yeah um, you know you kind of look at us from like when stuff's going good when when everything's going really good you're not you're not sitting there and you're not watching a lot of film you're not sitting there thinking about your outings as as much as you do like when it goes bad and just kind of taking a step back from that you know when when things are going really bad you sit there and you you kind of search you search for what's going wrong you search how to get out of it and usually that leads you just farther and farther down and down the rabbit hole and for me it's it's just been it's just been not not really allowing myself to do that I've thought so much the last four or five years that you know it's it's just done a toll on me mentally and this year coming in it's you know, I've, I've kind of gone through everything. I've gone from being DFA'd, you know, I've gone from being a guy that's up and down. Like, you know, I made my team this year, for, or made the team this year for the first time, and just being able to kind of just, I guess, relax out there. And, you know, whatever, like I said, whatever happens, happens. I'd rather go out there and, and, and lose lose as them beating me and not me beating myself. And a lot of that comes with kind of thinking. When you overthink something, a lot of times, like, you're beating yourself there because you're, you're. When you overthink, you're putting somewhat negative thoughts in your head, um, and for me, it's just the, the less you can think out there, the the more free and more easy and the more confident you're going to be.
10: You're talking to the queen of overthinking, so that's dope. But I, the thing I'm actually curious about, and we're actually sitting next to James Caprillion. I bugged him about it. Was the success? Like, do you ever feel? And I kind of asked you this, you know, with all this recognition that you're getting. Your, whether it's your ERA numbers and if you're able to be attached to those, do you ever feel like you can take a step back and be like, wow, like, I'm actually, I kind of made it?
12: No, uh, no, I don't. Um, I don't know, it's weird, like, once you get in the business, like, it's kind of all you know, like, baseball's all, kind of all you know, and I've been around these guys for, you know, the last six years, you know, some of them I played with in Vegas, some of them I played with them here, um, and it's just a comfort, like, it's just a comfort level here with, with guys, you you know, you build a relationship with guys. It's a lot. It's a lot easier to kind of be yourself and, and just kind of come in and be relaxed. And like I don't, you know, as far as like numbers and stuff go, I don't. I don't sit back and really think about it. You know, I, I try to break up the season. You know, in in ten inning spurts. I feel like, you know, sometimes when, when stuff when you get off to a rocky start, you, you try to you try to chase numbers, or when stuff's going bad, you try to chase numbers, and you try to be perfect out there, and that's when, you know, you realize that your numbers aren't aren't getting any better you know and I try to break it down and into like a 10 inning a ten inning span for me where it's like okay good or bad for 10 innings and then on to my next 10 inning 10 inning stint where you can you can break it up instead of it being like oh like this is this is what I am for 180 to 200 innings whatever it may be
10: before I let you go I've noticed you're very selfless and I know as a pitcher sometimes you feel like you're by yourself out there but when you do have a tough outing, one of the things you always say is, you know, I feel like I let my teammates down. And you were just talking about your teammates. You kind of lit up. Like, what's the relationship and how special is it to be with these guys? I mean, you guys have been to the trenches together where you want to refer to that as AAA or what have you. But you guys are up here and you can just see it in the dugout.
12: Yeah, no, I mean, everyone up here, that's, you know, that's one thing I love about love about Oakland here is that our clubhouse is unbelievable. The guys that they bring in here are, are guys that, are selfless, they're guys that don't have egos, they're guys that are pulling for everybody in every situation and just the bond that we have, it's its a very special bond over here. Um, and it allows people to kind of come in and and just fit right in and be themselves. And I feel like that's, that's where you get the, the most out of people here in uh, this game, is just people being able to, to come in every day and just be the person that they are. Um, you know, when people are walking around on eggshells or they don't really feel comfortable, that's when guys start playing tense and, you know, where a little a little mistake here or there might, might turn into something big, um, but yeah, just being able to come in here and and see be around the same guys every day and guys that I have relationships with, it's and it's it's very special.
10: Holly B, thank you for your time.
12: Thank you very much.
10: Vince Controneo has next is A's Total Access rolls on.
12: Okay, picture this: it's Friday
0: afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road.
9: Coming in at five foot three inches, it's number one mom. She switched to Xfinity and got the all new three for one bundle. Unlimited internet, streaming, and Xfinity mobile. All for what you could pay wireless companies for just one 5G unlimited line. Boom shakalaka. Go to xfinity.com slash three for one, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit an Xfinity store today. Limited time offer. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires post-bay Xfinity Internet. After 24 months, regular rates apply to all services and devices.
3: This is A's Total Access. Gorgeous Sunday afternoon greets us as the A's wrap up their series with the Houston Astros. Our view from the press box with Martin Gallegos from MLB.com. And Martin's been a pretty good week of baseball for the Athletics. They're playing 500. They're 4-4. Four and four. An unusual victory, but won anyway on Saturday, 3-2 to two against the Astros. What has been your analysis of what you've seen here recently vibe performance things trying to come together as they try to learn their way
14: Yeah, I think, you know, obviously it started with that Blue Jays series. Being able to win that series was, I think, important for these guys. I mean, we've all seen the the play at home. Has not been great? They'll tell you that themselves. Um, And to take two of three from a good Toronto team, get some good pitching performances, all kicked off by Cole Irvin, who's pitching today, you know, had that great game on Fourth of July. It seems like they built some momentum off that, and they've been able to carry that and play competitive games. Even their losses have been pretty competitive. And um, just seeing the, the improvements from the pitching side, whether it's the starters or the bullpen, I think that's been kind of a real key for them, you know, staying 500 on this homestand so far.
3: We will find out who the All-Stars are for the remaining spots in both the American League and National League mid-game, around 2.30. There's been a lot of conversation about that with the Athletics, Uh, what's your sense of where
14: that will end up? I think, you know, you look at the, uh, you know, just the names that have been out there, I think it's down to Frankie, you know, Montas and Paul Blackburn. I know Cole Irvin's numbers are pretty, you know, you know stellar as well, but um, I think it comes down to Frankie or Blackburn. Honestly, I think it's a toss-up. I mean, Blackburn, I think, had a chance to really cement it with that last start. Um, obviously, it didn't go his way. He didn't have a great start. You look at Frankie's numbers, I think around the league, if it's going to come down to voting from the players and the coaches, you know, they've seen more of Frankie. They've seen more dominance over a sustained period. They've seen him, you know, light up the radar guns, so maybe he kind of gets the edge there, but I mean, we'll find out soon enough, but um,
3: you know, both those guys, I think honestly, are really deserving. Martin, the A's will have their 49th player today and Dermis Garcia, who the A's saw in spring training. He's been playing uh corner infield for the Las Vegas Aviators. The A's also on Saturday traded Christian Bethencourt to the Tampa Bay Rays. It seems like this is going to be a continuing amount of activity for the ball club. Uh, you got about what, two and a half weeks till the trade deadline. How active will the A's be? I think, obviously,
14: we all expect, I mean, the big name out there is Frankie. Um, you know, he's been the guy who's been heavily rumored, several teams calling with interest on him. Um, you know, we're going to have to see if he pitches again, you know, before the All-Star break. It seems like the A's plan on him pitching before the All-Star break. If he does, obviously, I think that's going to be, you know, a positive sign for teams interested and, and keep them interested in him. Um, but, I mean, you look at other relievers as well on this team. I think a guy like Sam Mall honestly, could be, you know, of, of great interest for a team, a lefty. You know, the teams are always looking to improve the bullpen at the deadline. Um maybe a guy like Ramon Laureano if he starts heating up as well he's a guy who's still under contract and you know could maybe get you a pretty good deal so um, I think they're going to be active for sure I mean they're going to be listening in on all guys I don't think anybody's off the table so we'll see how many moves they end up making but I think they'll make at least one before the trade deadline.
3: Everybody is waiting to see Shea Langoliers including General Manager David Forster admits he plays a position that is pretty well taken care of right now with the Gold Glover and Shaw Murphy uh, you got a timetable what do you think will work best for the A's and for Langoliers? Yeah, I think
14: definitely second half. I mean, I don't know if it's until September when rosters expand or maybe possibly before that. But I think we're going to see him at some point here. I think it just would be a really good situation for him, um, not only just, you know, to reward him for his play, but also to be able to play behind a guy like Sean Murphy, who's a goal lover, and Stephen Boat, who's been there for a long time. I think any catcher would benefit from, lear- from learning sitting behind him. Um, so I think they're going to call him up at some point just to get him that, that you know, the feet wet out here. Um, maybe maybe September, maybe before that, but I think we're going to see him in, in Oakland before soon, for sure.
3: Next weekend, Martinez, is the amateur draft, the A's pick number 19 in the first round. A lot of the mock drafts have the A's looking right down the street at Berkeley at the outfielder, Dylan Beavers. Do you feel like the A's have got to make an impact with somebody that's a little more advanced, maybe a college player or pitcher to try to continue to bolster the system at the upper levels to try to get some guys to the big leagues sooner as opposed to later for sure i think um,
14: definitely there's a need to have guys who are close to major league ready here and i think they sense that in a way Um, you know mid-round first round isn't necessarily you're going to get a superstar possibly at that pick Um, it's kind of a gamble but uh, if you're going to take a college product there's a couple guys you mentioned dylan beavers i think i've seen stanford outfielder brock jones mock to them as well so um, there's a couple of local options here who i think You know, that's the kind of stuff that even get fans excited, you know, seeing a guy who they know, this name that they've seen before. Um, But yeah, I think definitely, you know, we've seen them take, you know, high school guys in the past. Um, Last year, we saw them take a high school guy. We saw Soderstrom was a high school guy. Muncie was a high school guy. I think it would be, you know, in their best interest to look for a guy who's a little bit closer to Major League ready than those two.
3: Martin, looking at the A's system, it's been kind of a mixed bag. Tyler Soderstrom is gaining... Uh, traction. Max Muncy's done nice at Class A Stockton. We've talked about Langoliers, who's kind of held up to the hype. And then you look at guys like uh, Zach Geloff, who's been down with a shoulder injury. The pitchers have been down as well. JT Ginn and also Ryan Kuzak How do you look at the way the 2022 season has gone so far in the in the system and what can maybe help them, give them a, a sense of uh, moving in the right direction in the second half?
14: Right. Well, I think it definitely has been positive that the guys near the top of the you know prospect list, quote, unquote, um, You know, Langleyers, Muncie, these guys are are performing well. Um, The pitching side, obviously, I think has been a little bit of a a frustration. You know, all those guys that you mentioned that they got in those trades have been either hurt or, you know, struggling in the the levels of the minor leagues. Um, At some point, you want to see them, you know, get healthy and pitch well. With pitching, I think it always takes a lot longer than hitters as well. So you got to be patient with that. But um, I think by season's end, you want to see these pitchers, you know, especially a guy like Hoagland get on the mound, um, JT Ginn, all these guys get healthy and pitch well just to have some momentum going into next season because I think, you know, these guys are still a couple of years away and it's important for them to have success early on in the organization before, you know, they get a full season with them. And and then hopefully, you know, you get to next year and you start kind of building that momentum for the next wave of talent uh, for the the
3: Oakland A's. And then finally, Martin, just got a general baseball question. If you had one player to put in the batter's box and you needed to get a base hit in a key situation, are you putting Aaron Judge uh, Jose Ramirez or Jordan Alvarez in the box to try to get that job done. Man,
14: all, all three of those guys are, are pretty impressive. You know, I remember, honestly, you know, I know we're watching Alvarez right now and we just saw Judge, you know, not too long ago, but when I when we saw, you know, Jose Ramirez in Cleveland for that series, man, it was incredible. Like, I was seriously questioning, is this guy, like, one of the top 10 greatest players of all time? Like, it's incredible what he does on a daily basis and just all around. I mean, he's, he's he can get, get it done on the bases. He can hit homers. I think Jose Ramirez, to me, um, might be the best player in baseball right now. And that's no knock on Alvarez or Judge, because those guys are amazing too. But Jose Ramirez is just so dynamic.
3: Bottom line is that you're not going to go wrong with any of those nope. two picks. No, no. Either one, I'll be more than happy to have them in the box for sure. Thank you, Martine. Thanks, Vince. Martin Gallego is joining us from MLB.com, our view from the press box. Stay tuned more of A's Total Access with Chris Townsend when we come back after this. When Northern California businesses need some pop in their lineup, they call the bank rooted in the East Bay And he swings and flies one to right. Deep in the corner. Marisna giving chase at the wall. And out it goes for
1: Jet Lowry. A's Cast is your 24-7 destination for A's baseball. Visit athletics.com slash A'sCast for on-demand and live coverage of the Oakland A's. Now back to A's Total Access with Chris Townsend. Presented by Chevron.
4: Time now for the stat of the day, brought to you by Mechanics Bank. Well, the A's are looking for consecutive series victories for the first time this season. That's good. Also good news, Big Murph is hot. Man, last eight games, he's hitting three thirty-three with four extra base hits. Keep it going, big man. Time now for the injury report brought to you by Kaiser Permanente. Remind you to stay safe, stay positive, and stay healthy. Visit kp.org today. We haven't had a report on Jonah Bride in a while. What's going on, Mark Kotze?
8: Yeah, Jonah had a good day yesterday. Um, you know, he's out there again today. I know he hit in a cage um, again today after yesterday, so good sign he's moving in the right direction and um you know we'll we'll see uh, when what the timeline is um, most likely have something for you probably tomorrow
4: yeah unfortunately he will not be making the road trip coming up next part two of the mark Kotze show right here on a's total access brought to you by chevron
0: like sports business is about winning
13: Here are some easy tips to get the most out of a time of use rate plan. Number one, during peak times, get your dishes loaded and your clothes ready to wash or dry. Then wait until off peak times to press the start button. Number two, run your AC during off-peak hours, then nudge it up to 78 degrees when peak hours begin. Number three, one of the easiest ways to conserve energy is by turning off appliances, televisions, and lights. To see more easy tips, visit pge.com slash TOU info.
3: This
0: is A's Total Access.
13: Each week, Mark Kotze on Friday
4: stops by A's Cast Live. Then we play it for you on A's Cast. You go to athletics.com slash A's Cast. And we talk to Mark Kotze about the Astros. And, boy, looking at the data, they are a tough ball club.
8: Yeah, well, as you talk about, they've got some professional hitters. Um, Brantley's out for this series, uh, who's one of their you know professional hitters that that is in the middle of that lineup. So, you know, controlling Jordan will be a big – uh, you know, big thing for us, keeping Altuve off the bases uh, and really just playing good defensively um, and taking advantage of the opportunities from the offensive standpoint to score some runs. Jose Urquidy, um Valdez, and then Odorizzi on Sunday. So, uh, you know, we know what's in front of us. I think we play Houston nine out of the next uh, 15 or 17 games. Um, so, Uh, You know, we're going to stack up with them this weekend and uh, go out and and just our goal is to uh, to win some games and and play some good baseball.
4: When you think about that trip to Texas, how tough is that when you know you're going to take on Houston? Then after this, you get on the plane immediately. You got the Rangers Houston before the All-Star break. I got to think that's not easy.
13: Oh, it's, it's
8: you know nothing is easy. It, it seems in in this level, uh, you're challenged every day. There's good teams in front of you, um, and you know we're uh, we're looking forward to getting to Texas. It'll be our first trip to Texas, actually. So we've got two more within the next two months. Um, so we're going to play the Rangers and the Astros quite a bit. Uh, they're already, they're in our division, and uh, in order to be uh, be we've got to beat these teams. So. Uh, looking forward to it, and uh, I know some of these guys haven't been to the new stadium there uh, in Texas, but uh, it, it's a beautiful ballpark, and uh, uh, it's indoors, so we'll escape some heat there.
4: Well, th- this is going to be our last interview until after the All-Star break. Do you got any big plans? What, what, what's, what, what, what does the skipper of the A's do during the All-Star break just to get away from baseball?
8: Well, with having a doubleheader on that Thursday and a 1235 game, uh, there's not much room to really travel uh, except to go back home, be in San Diego uh, with my family spend two full days there and then get on a plane and uh, and fly back up here to Oakland and finish out the season.
4: And, of course, the draft's going to be happening at that time. When you look back at when you were drafted, obviously a first rounder, what were, you were like eight or ninth, right?
8: Yeah, I was a ninth pick. I was one pick in front of uh, the Oakland Athletics pick number 10, which was Eric Chavez that year. And uh, I was drafted by the Marlins. There was a bunch of us who uh, were in the USA baseball program as, as preparing for the Olympics in 96. We were all in Millington, Tennessee, um, and you know, excited about who was going to be taking when. And uh, I remember the phone call came in, Skip Bertman was our manager, and we were all in a barracks, uh, literally, and uh, waiting phone calls. And Chris Benton was the first pick of that draft in 1996. And I think m- most of, if not all, uh, outside of the two sophomores we had on our Olympic team, were drafted that year, and 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 uh, um, at some point had pretty successful major league careers.
4: Wait a minute, what do you? You were in a barracks. Where where where's all the? Where's all the hoopla? Where's all the television cameras? Where's all the agents? Where's all the hangers on and the jewelry and everything around all these future <laughs> star players? What are you, you guys are hanging around in just shorts, t shirts, and a barracks?
8: Well, 26 years ago, it was, yeah, and the, and the payphone on the wall where it would ring and you'd go down and, and it was, you know, hey, this is Oren Freeman from the Florida Marlins. Congratulations. We drafted you ninth overall have a good summer and we'll connect when you get done with the Olympics. That was the phone call. So, um, you know, there was no cell phones, there was no pictures (laughs) and definitely no media cameras.
4: Oh my God. Nowadays you got guys out there. there when like, they're picking a college. They'll have like four hats and they're playing, you know, which hat is it going to be? I, you didn't have all that going to Fullerton either.
8: Uh, no, I had George Horton in my house, uh, basically, a loan offering me, you know, a chance to play college baseball, which I didn't think would ever happen. And so that was an easy decision for me as well.
4: <laughs> when you look back and you go through that draft, there's going to be negotiations. Let's end on this. What advice would you give a guy who's going to be a top 10 pick? Cause obviously this is going to change your life forever.
8: It'll change your life forever. I would say that if, you know, there's opportunity for you to, um, you know, get school paid for if you're a college athlete uh, to, to finish out that degree at some point uh, it's, it's important and you know from the the pure dollar standpoint um, whatever you're being offered um, will be enough for you to definitely be provided for if you're in the top 10 as you're speaking about and i would say this if you're a high school athlete um, you definitely need to make sure uh, the compensation is, is worth uh, foregoing an opportunity really to to uh, have life experiences uh, that you won't ever get back from 18 to 20 to be a part of the college baseball team to have the maturation process of living on your own or living in with a roommate. Um, really, really the, the most important thing I think my message would be to the high school athlete is it's got to set you up for you know, close to the the rest of your life because the reality of major league baseball, <clears throat> there's no way that at 18 years old, you're prepared to go into this, <clears throat> you know, into a situation where you're living on your own or living amongst teammates. And, and there's really no one there to help you through uh, the difficult times. So uh, the draft is fun. It's exciting. And uh, everyone should be excited about that opportunity to go to professional baseball. But the reality is it's, it's, uh, it, it, it's the real deal.
4: Are you kidding me? Mark Kotze, a first-round pick, he got the news on a payphone? How many of you even know what a payphone is or have ever seen a payphone? That is a classic story. To hear the entire interview, go to athletics.com slash Up next, it's the hitting coach and the voice of your Oakland Athletics right here on A's Total Access brought to you by Chevron.
9: Ashby Lumber. Coming in at five foot three inches, it's number one mom. She switched to Xfinity and got the all new three for one bundle: unlimited internet, streaming, and Xfinity Mobile, all for what you could pay wireless companies for just one 5G unlimited line. Boom shakalaka! Go to xfinity.com/slash three for one. Call 1-800-XFINITY or visit an Xfinity store today. Limited time offer, restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires post-bay Xfinity internet. After 24 months, regular rates apply to all services and devices.
13: Here are some easy tips to get the most out of a time of use rate plan. Number one, during peak times, get your dishes loaded and your clothes ready to wash or dry. Then wait until off peak times to press the start button. Number two, run your AC during off-peak hours, then nudge it up to 78 degrees when peak hours begin. Number three, one of the easiest ways to conserve energy is by turning off appliances, televisions, and lights. To see more easy tips, visit pge.com slash TOUinfo.
9: Hey, y'all, I'm country artist Andrew Jackson, and I'm back on air with Boot Barn.
13: Oh, running,
14: running, running, running for the truth. But we don't have to. So you don't have to come around unannounced Leave with the sunlight Just when it's getting good you hit me with a goodbye Same
3: thing every night I can never get enough time I want more of you
9: Thanks for listening. You can learn more about the movement at bootbarn.com slash back on air.
0: You're listening to the A's Total Access Show.
2: Beautiful Sunday morning, a chance to talk some baseball with the A's hitting coach Tommy Ubridge as the A's finish up the series and the homestand today. And Tommy, how important was yesterday to for your ball club to notch the first win this year against the Astros and for your young players especially to taste success against this Houston team?
11: Yeah, you know, it felt really good and, uh, you know, we had the lead and then it was nice. The bullpen came in, just shut him down. It was like you know sometimes this year things haven't gone our way but yesterday was just a nice clean win and you know coming off uh winning the series against toronto it it felt really good
2: yeah wild pitch for a run pass ball little dribbler for the third run (laughs) big time rally by you guys
11: (laughs) hey any way we can take it you know but you know if you're on base you know then you get those opportunities and uh you know, I was just glad we had the base loaded to take advantage. Like, oh, there's one, there's two, let's go. Right.
2: But then, you know, Murphy scores the run and eludes the tag attempt by Martine Maldonado. I w- I'd like to talk a little bit more about Murph and his offense today on the show. But for a big man, how would you describe how athletic he is?
11: He's very athletic and he, he's very mobile. Uh, you know, most catchers are but just from squatting their hip. Like you can see, like when he hits, he can like spin his whole body around. I mean, he's just tremendous and explosive, you know, a real special talent because he's a big boy. But yeah, like you said, he's athletic.
2: He almost drilled a hole in the right center field wall with his double early in the game. And, you know, he's hitting around 300 for the last five weeks. What are you seeing from Murph at the plate lately?
11: You know, he's just really calm. And, you know, we've been working on that in the cage and controlling effort level because, I mean, he's explosive as anyone. And sometimes that gets him in trouble. But the way he's just you know letting his talent shine you know he had the curveball the other night that he stayed back and just drove to left center and you know it's just I feel like it's one of those moments where hitters coming into their own you know I mean five weeks is not a small sample size and uh, there's no other direction to go but up he is really an
2: elite player an elite catcher don't you think
11: yeah trem- I still remember the first time I saw him I was like what is this <laughs> like well, this guy's special like there's just some and the way he goes about his business he's a true pro
2: You know, Seth Brown was not in the original starting lineup, but then the A's, of course, dealt Christian Bethancourt to Tampa Bay, and he got a base hit the other way against Framber Valdez in his first at bat. A little bit of a rough patch for Seth on the homestand, Tommy. I remember talking to Jason Giambi, and when he would go through a struggling period, and he would talk that he kind of liked facing a left-handed pitcher. He felt that it helped him keep his front shoulder in do you subscribe to that?
11: Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny because Seth uh, said that over the years, you know, we talk about it, you know, like when he was coming up, like something about lefties helps me like regain that focus, you know, and I think our eyes can go out sometimes if we're only seeing righties like this way, and uh, it just really helps you recenter, and uh – I mean, God, he smoked that ball. And, you know, he works really hard on, you know, staying in there because he's got the tremendous power. And, I mean, that was just a bullet. It was really good to see.
2: All right, there is news today regarding a roster move. Actually, a couple by the A's as uh, Domingo Tapia has been called back, the right-handed pitcher from Triple A, Tommy. And Dermis Garcia, big right-handed hitter. We saw a lot of him during the spring. One-time Yankees prospect with a lot of home runs in the minor leagues. What did you see from Garcia during the spring?
11: Yeah, he, he's a big, strong guy. I mean, he can hit it hard. He's just got some real thunder in his bat, you know, and that's what, you know, the AAA guys have told me. And, you know, he works hard, and he, he was nothing but a pleasure in spring. And anytime you can get an opportunity, you know, for a kid to come up, like, I'm excited because it's his first time. And, you know, maybe, you know, he's got some big shoes filled, you know, bet going down, but why, there's no reason he's got that same
2: pop. Does he do a pretty good job of commanding the strike zone?
11: Yeah, he's all right. You know, I think all young guys are getting better at it. But, um, you know, it, it's like finding that balance up here. You know, we, we just want to make sure these guys do what they were doing down there. I think sometimes they come up and they think they have to do more. And, it, you know, the first thing I remind them, we, we got you for what you're doing. Let's go.
2: His power, though, is plus.
11: Yes, yes, it's definitely plus. I mean, you, he's hit some balls really far. I think he hit one in Vegas the other day. I don't know. They had estimate. It was, you know, mid fours, upper four. I was like, wow.
2: All right, Tony, that's the IS hitting coach, Tommy Everidge, and we'll send things back over to you.
4: Yeah, let's go. A little Sunday baseball. It's the A's. It's the Astros. The A's are looking to take two out of three. Cannot wait. Enjoy this one, and I'll talk to you after the ball game.
3: If this were a Reese's TV
0: ad, you'd be staring at a Reese's peanut butter cup. And sure, my voice is peanut buttery smooth, but still, you need to see the peanut butter cups, right? No?
2: I can really just say Reese's and you'll go get some? <laughs> okay. Reese's. 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 They're really working, actually. Reese's.
7: Reese's. This, I'm on to something. Reese's. Reese's. Reese's.